You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. They'll gut you. They'll gut you for real. Hey, gang. What's going on? Kevin Goatee here, ready for another fantastic episode of Gutting the Sacred Cow. Who do we have as this week's gutter? Well, we're going back to the well again and again and again with Bill Schultz, our buddy. You love him from morning on Compound Media with Bill and Joanne, another one of our favorites. Bill has decided to take his hatred of Tom Hanks and start with a little film called Big. Before we get to it, guttingthesacredcow.com every day for blog articles, as well as some cool merch, hats, bags, mugs, Shirts, long sleeves, hoodies, you name it. We have it all at guttingthesacredcow.com. Please leave us that rating we all love. Five-star rating, two or three-sentence review. And subscribe to us on YouTube. We love you. Thank you so very much for doing so. And without a further moment of delay, here's Bill Schultz trying to shrink big. Gather round, here's what I know. It's just that this cow Franks over the beans. Kevin yeah. Israel named that film. You may, you, you, now you're just insulting me. <laughs> you know, sometimes, I mean, I'm having a brain fart because I know that line, but something I think about Mary. Yes, it is something uh, about Mary. The streak is over for Kevin Israel. I was afraid you would not get that one. No, Franks, Franks and beans. <laughs> Kevin Goatee, Kevin Israel back after another fun-filled episode. I hope you guys enjoyed The Ring, which is airing right now this week, our Halloween episode, as well as other films we've done. Commando, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Whiplash. Who are these people? That nasally drone is none other than the second-best co-host on Morning One Compound Media, our friend, our chum, our whipping boy, Bill Schultz. Hi, Bill. Thank you guys so much for having me. And uh, our mutual friend, my co-host on Morning, Joanne Nosichiski, I, and this is pathetic, I texted her saying, hey, could you retweet what we're doing tonight? 
because I really want people that love Tom Hanks to come in and like hate me. Um, and but I prefaced it with saying, "Hey, sweet baby angel," <laughs> prefaced it with that, and she goes, "All right, I will do it, but never call me sweet baby angel again." And, I agree uh, with her. That's so, no, it's delightful. Nah, so now creepy. I'm calling her like um, sour old woman devil. Uh, but and she prefers that. But like, yeah, she did not like Sweet Baby Angel. I think it's I'm like all with Joanne Angel. on this one. Sweet Baby Angel is what so a guy. Well. It's what a guy would say he, he, when he got caught cheating on his wife and he has to come up with a new nickname to show how much he loves her. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's why I like it. <laughs> Uh, our well, buddy, for having me, guys. Oh, it's always a pleasure. The fans love you. I... They tolerate me. <laughs> they don't like my voice or my opinions. They enjoy Bill Schultz and his rhetoric. And Bill has an absolute morning, get it, morning boner for a little, uh, uh, one of the, probably one of the best actors of our time, Kevin Israel. I would oh. say that. Oh, without, without question. And that's you're, Tom you're, Hanks. You're, you're starting off hot. You're starting off hot. And he hates the 1988 classic? Big. Can you believe this? Can you believe? Wow. It's gonna, this is going to cause a thing. There's been some movies that have caused problems, but this is definitely going to. This is going to be up there with Goonies. You think well, so? First of all, I would never do yeah. Goonies. That's terrible. Well, but, all right. Um I did listen to the Goonies one, and it was discussed a little bit, but I do wonder if, and I love Goonies. It shaped my childhood. That explains a lot. Well, that's a low low bar for your childhood. I had my nephews watch it, and I got to tell you, they were a little bored. Because it's boring. It is boring. We're we're a complete agreement. It's a boring film. A lot of screaming, and a lot of that doesn't happen. A lot of that doesn't happen. All right. And oh, of course, whoa, 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 let's get started. Oh, okay, actually, hold on. You made a lot of that doesn't happen. Oh, <laughs> you know how to get your way right into my heart when you quote it, when you're bringing our own segments into the lexicon. God, I want to mm-hmm. hate you and I love you. Big 1988 budget at the time of 18 million bucks, a box office haul of 151 million dollars. 2021 money, 41 million dollar budget, a box office haul, 344.2 million bucks. That's a lot of shekels. That's a lot of shekels. A lot of a lot of shekels, as Kevin Israel's people like to say. That'll get you a lot of plays at the fortune teller machine. (laughs) (laughs) I think it was Uh, a quarter. Yeah. By the way, I think '88 was about the year, or even '87 for all of us old fucks. That was the year I remember that video games started going from a quarter to fifty cents. Yes. Yes. I was Um, very confused to go insert two quarters to play Double Dragon. What has gone on? Inflation? Yeah, that really that really messed up some kids' economies. Oh, doesn't it? Uh, oh, yeah. then you start playing games like the the, the 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 what's the skater top skater? It's a buck in nineteen ninety eight. When did Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles come out? Because I spent nineteen ninety or ninety one. No, no, yeah, ninety or ninety one. It's right around when the uh, you okay, mean the so Simpsons game. After. No, the, well, that, that too. Huge. Same, same <laughs> boat. Same exact boat. Both multiplayer. NBA, uh, like uh, the uh, NBA Jam was uh, that, but, gr- but listen, groundbreaking. But at least you had four quarters, and that was it. Four yeah. physical quarters. X Men, another one that sucked out a lot of quarters. Yes. 
Mutant yeah. Ninja, but Ninja Turtles, Simpsons, X Men. I mean, those were the three biggest offenders where you probably shoveled in about five to ten bucks. Oh, Terminator Two, they're going yeah. with the guns. Woof, that oh, got yeah. you. Late. I yes, am. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, uh, we could sit here and talk eighties, nineties video <laughs> games, and I will beat off in front of everybody. I am that demo. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. We don't. Tell you what, gutting the secret because Cal- because Bill was twenty seven in the in the eighties, hanging out in the arcades, hoping to get some kids. You know what? Group field trip to barcade. <laughs> group field trip to barcade. All three of us down and down. Sign me up. Barcade. Bunch of barcades. Uh, like I actually, yes, Kevin Beard. Uh, all right, very quick story. I used to work at Stuff Magazine. Kevin Beard was my art director, and he love him, but he has a bit of a speech impediment. He's like, really good. <laughs> Think, uh, I've been thinking of opening a bar with old school arcade games. I'm like, all right, Kev, whatever. Like, we all have friends that are like, I'm going to open a bar. We all have those friends. And now, oh, well over 20 years later, he is a multimillionaire. Good for him. No, not good for him. Yeah, no, it's nice uh, to see it work out once in a while. anger and jealousy do you not understand, Israel? No, this uh, is why you've aged past your lifetime. Oh, yeah. Hold all that angst. Just let it go. Just be happy for people. I'm on borrowed time. I am on borrowed time at this point. Something tells you this podcast. Anger is the only thing that's keeping me alive. (laughs) Something tells you this podcast is going to go over an hour. I don't know about you, Kevin, but I think it's well over going to be destined for an hour. IMDB. We even got to that the second part of the show. IMDB, Mm. as we all know, a one through 10 scale with decimal points. Hey, Bill Schultz, what do you think that big scored on the old IMDB? Ninety, uh, with decimal points, dingbat, one through ten decimal points. Oh, one through ten. I'm sorry. Um, oh, it's got to be a nine. Nine flat, Kevin Israel. Everyone loves this fucking thing. This atrocity. I say nine three, seven three. Wow, seven three. Seven, really, really. That's revisionist history. People watch it again. They realize how disturbing it is. Critics Rotten Tomato score is a one through 100 scale. Kevin Israel, the floor is yours. What did big score? 82. Bill Schultz. Uh, I love it when uh, Israel does it first. So I will say uh, 84. 97. What? What? You can't take that win. I'm sorry. <laughs> I take that win. I got above you. I take that win. Audience score, Bill Schultz. What did Big get on the audience Rotten Tomatoes score? 88. Kevin Israel. The critics gave it a 97. I was as flummoxed as you are. No, that makes sense. I would have. I would have thought it was There's flipped. No I would have thought the. I would have thought the audience gave it the really highest. Unless the audience. Unless they went up 97 or above, which you're about to try and guess. Uh, I can't believe it's above 97. I'm going to go 90. Schultz? Well, I said 88, but now that he said 90, oh. I'm going Well, God, you're right. You did say 82 for the audience. Fuck! Oh, I'll take fuck. that win. Because I changed my response. That win. Well, wins. you should be more confident in yourself. Uh, Kevin Israel said 82 for the critics, by the way. I just want to point that out. Quotes, the obvious, I wish I was big, which is exactly what Bill says as he wears Joanne's blazers on the show from time to time. It's actually true. She told me that, she, she told, she, she told me that story on last Friday when we were hanging out. Bill can actually. Oh, I'm, so, I'm so pissed I missed the Friars Club. 
Yeah, Kevin Israel, Joanne was, uh, we went to the Fires Club and Joanne was there and I talked to her because I enjoy talking to her as opposed to her co-host. She admitted that Bill Schultz can fit in her blazers whenever they have a photo shoot. Okay, How- in my defense. She is a five foot five. Very, she's a five uh, foot whoa, five whoa, whoa. beauty defense, queen. A very big blazer on her. She is no more than a buck twenty five and five foot five. Yet well, she was very the blazer that I wore. Joanne and I were reenacting a very classic scene in Jaws, and the and the jacket that she wore was a blazer. It was very big on her. And Bill was and playing the air tank that blazer. blew up the jaw. Blew up the jaw. <laughs> Smile, you son of a. <laughs> Well, he sure was in Captain Quince uh, doing, the, uh, doing the Indianapolis speech. <laughs> we didn't do that one. He, he was the half a man who bobbed by. Well, while I was wearing her, like what, her jacket basically looked like what Quint was wearing in the movie. And so I asked her if I could borrow it. And sadly, it fit like a glove. But what we did was the uh, we replayed the, the Hooba uh, drinking this little plastic cup and Quint drinking the whole can of Nargasset. And then crushing it. And the thing about that scene is Nergasset, very smartly, did an ad campaign where they changed their design to that of the 1975 design of the can for Jaws, whatever anniversary it was. But the reason that scene was a big deal in 1975, and it is not now, because you watch it, you're like, I can crash a can. Even, Even little me that wears Joanne's coats can crash a can. Back then, uh, beer cans were like soup cans. Yeah. And they, there was a different metal, all that. And so back then, it was a big deal. Like, that was cool as fuck. Now, everyone looks at it like, yeah, my 12 year old daughter could do that. But back then, that was a cool move. That'll be on the editing room floor. Sorry. But enough, but enough about Jaws. <laughs> oh, give me five hours. <laughs> next, next, that, you know what? That's another film that, that should be listed as bulletproof on our podcast. I dare yeah, anyone. Oh, yeah. I dare I, anyone. I would never speak to you again if you had someone come on, come on to your podcast. Oh, we're going to have them on. If someone hates it, we're going to have, listen, anyone I know you welcome. will. Well, then allow me to come on and retort. And I know what I the, I know what the argument against Jaws would be. It's the dated? shark is only in the movie oh, yeah. for or, seven minutes. Or it's fake. That's what makes it great. That's right. what makes it great. Absolutely. Character but it was supposed to be in the movie a lot more. Yeah, well, we'll talk oh, okay. about it. We, By the way, anyway. we do, listen, uh, when we do the Jaws episode, yourself, okay, now, I'm, now I'm going to take over the goddamn you <laughs> trying to hijack my show. I'm going to come hijack morning show uh, next Wednesday. The, the, the book is boring as shit, by the way. It's the book ter- is terrible. The book it's, is awful. The movie is better than the book, yeah. It's yeah. way off. It's so bad. It's it's fun. There's a whole scene where she has an affair with a black guy. I'm like, where's the shark? I don't give a fuck about this. Yeah. All right. Next yeah, quote. It's, uh, I, an affair with Hooper. Yeah. Next quote. Uh, Rick's <laughs> just not his yeah. second quote. Yeah, I am. I am. Next <laughs> Don't worry, it's my only it's my second quote and my only other quote. Next one. Rick Roden on the hill for the Yankees. Oh, I went back in time on that one there, Bill's Bill Schultz. Rick Roden on the hill for the Yankees. Right during that late 80s stink fest. And I'm gonna get to that later. But that that took me right you back. I've talked about this so many times. The Yankees yeah. were not bad in the 80s. They, just they weren't, weren't good. Good enough for your fucking spoiled brattiness of the Yankee fan. They had no starting pitching, they had great offense. Kevin Israel, what quotes do you have? Get some air between you and the tramp, Olean. <laughs> and and just because we all knew a guy like or know a guy like this at work, slow down. You're gonna get us all fired. Oh my god. We <laughs> call that, that is, the, don't be a hero. We call that John Lovitz. Yes. Don't be a, don't be he a, hero. a bigger uh, role. 
And again, we won't get into the extended cut. Well, I have. I, I know the the reason why he had a bigger role. Hey, uh, Schultz, what about you for quotes? Anything jump out at you? Well, uh, the one thing that would always stick out with me is it was a bit of the only mic drop in the movie was, and I'm three months older than you, asshole. <laughs> I enjoyed that one. Um, and uh, when when Josh and this is what got this is literally what got uh, Tom Hanks the Oscar nomination for the film is when he breaks down when he's at that flop house when Times Square was Times Square. And right before he leaves, Billy, the same kid, uh, he looks at him, he's like, but what if I can't sleep? And Billy looks at him and goes, it's probably better if you don't. Uh, I like that. And then the last one is John Lovitz. And when John Lovitz says, oh man, she'll fuck anyone in the office. And she'll wrap your heads around, she'll wrap her legs around you and and make you beg for mercy. And he looks at him and goes, well, then I'll stay away from her. Yeah. yeah, that was kind of adorable. <laughs> Five fun facts. Five fun facts. Five fun facts for you right now. It's time for five fun more facts. Five fun facts for you right now. Harrison Ford was set to star in this film, and Steven Spielberg was going to direct. Why? Because Steven Spielberg's sister, Anne, wrote the script to Big. I did not know that, actually. I knew Spielberg, but I didn't know his sister wrote it. Now, this has to be one of the best goddamn stories we've ever heard while doing this podcast. You're going to shit who else was considered for this film and the story that takes place with this. I know. All right, well, then shut your mouth and smoke your cigarette there, cancer boy. Tom Hanks was the first first choice for the film, but initially passed. Because he had too many projects going on. Since you already know this, Bill, don't answer. Kevin is Kevin Israel. Want to take a stab on some of these other names? Who was? It's unreal. Two of them. Uh, one, two, three. I get. They're all A-listers, especially at the time. All A-listers. Oh, you have three. I only. Have I have one more than three. I have. I have more than three. I have one that I know was. Who? Go ahead, Israel. You can, oh, go ahead. Well, I'll let Israel I, answer. I always my my fallback is always Tom Cruise. No, no cruise. Is uh, Schultz? What do you have? Robert De Niro. Well, that's was a, that, that, well, signed, what? sealed, and delivered to do this. <laughs> Wait a minute. That's, that's oh. actually, by that's, the way, Israel. Let that wash over you. Robert De Niro in this character. <laughs> Wait, it's, it gets so it's, better. He's going to have an aneurysm. It's going to get better. <laughs> Consider for the role: Kevin Costner, Warren Bate, Warren Beatty. I didn't know that. Dennis Quaid. Warren Beatty. It's just every eight, yeah. eighty factor. Well, all right, and 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 and, and Albert Brooks said no because he did not want to play a kid. Travolta wanted to do it, but yes. they, they, but he was considered box, box office poison. Yes, Gary yeah. Gary Busey audition, but Penny Marshall. <laughs> yeah, that would have been an he amazing is a movie. Living, breathing big. <laughs> yeah. That would have been fantastic. But wait, wait. Here's the line: Penny Marshall didn't think he could pull off playing an adult. <laughs> Now, to Bill's he's right. Yeah, he's 100% right. But to Bill's point, De Niro agreed to play Josh. He even shot hung even hung out with the guy who played his buddy. They shot hoops and shoot like shit like that together. De Niro wanted 6 million bucks for this film, all right? Penny Marshall agreed to pay him out of her salary. And then De Niro even said, "Fuck That's it, I'm awesome. out." Yeah. De Niro wow. said, "Fuck it, I'm out." So, but De Niro attached to this 
the Hollywood profile got raised. And then when Hanks was approached to do it the second time, he agreed to do it. Is that not a hell of a tell events? No shit. And also like what uh, the stupid millennials listening to this right now are not aware of is in the eighties, for whatever reason, this was just a prime piece of real estate for switcheroo movies. Uh, oh. Yeah, Kirk Cameron and Dustin Hoffman. All right, shut the fuck up. That's been, hold on, stop, 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 stop. Number fun fact number three. This is the fifth age change comedy to come out in one year. Like father, like, like father, like son. An mm-hmm. Italian film called De Grande. Vice versa. George yes. Bur- George Burns eighteen again. Yes, I remember. Yeah, I remember. Grande means the big. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I, and I and I've seen like father like son. I don't know how many fucking times. It's so bad, but I don't know why. It was on a, it was on a loop I, on Channel Eleven, and vice versa, no prize itself. So you're right, Bill, ju- trying to fucking shoo your way into my five fun facts. None of my watch. Well, I'm sorry. I know you're going <laughs> I know. into that. But, I know. Um, well, and it, well, and it actually kind of started in the '70s. The the whole well, I get, well all right, late '60s, early '70s. No, nah, '70s. It was it all started with Freaky Friday. Uh, uh, via Disney, and I believe it was um, oh, what's her name? Uh, Sansa Lamb's girl, Jodie Foster. Uh, Jodie Foster, and I forget who played the mom, but that was the first one. Jamie and Lee Curtis was in Freaky Friday, wasn't she? Was she? I think she was. Uh, I remember watching as a kid, but it's been a long time, and then they obviously remade it. But um, yeah, and then all of a sudden in the eighties. This was a thing, and the big, and big was the last one of all of them, and it was just, and none of them did that great. Of all these switching kid and an older person's body thing, they were okay, and they did okay in the box office. And big was the last of them, and but it got good um, press within the industry that the script was good. Number four. And the fact that Spielberg was interested. And I, I didn't know until he told me that his daughter wrote it. I'm sorry, his sister so, wrote it. Tom Hanks, number fun fact number four, Tom Hanks, Robert Lozier practiced for months at home yes. on giant cardboard piano keys. Lozier told the stuntmen for the piano dancing scene to take a hike. And then he got this scene and nailed down in, quote, just about one take. Wow. Whenever you see Robert Lozier on, on screen, all you smell is like gin, really, really good, um, like aqua velva. Yeah, or like, well, after like, like some sort of cologne with yeah. a little bit of pipe smoke. Like he just exudes that, and I love Describe it. Describe my dad. <laughs> Number five, Penny Marshall, the first female director to direct a film that made over a hundred million bucks. Yep. Good for LeBron. And now it's uh, by the way, she could never lose that awful, awful Bronx accent, or as Bill Schultz likes to. Uh, you know, insinuate something else. We'll get to that, I'm sure. Constantly on cocaine. That's yeah. true. Penny Marshall was constantly on cocaine. Yeah. Let's go to our new segment, and that is where you, the audience, gets to ask our panelists what they are think is going on through their mind when they pick their film in Ask a Gutter. Ask a Gutter. You gotta ask a gutter. Our old buddy Bango, Bango hat, Bango two three three one. Only one question for Bill Schultz: Why do you hate fun? Do you also hate adorable puppies and ice cream on a hot summer day? Who shits on big? I guess technically that's three questions, but fuck it, I stand by them. 
Well, I would tell him to wait till the end of the episode before I can answer actually answer that. But I'll, I will show him exactly why I hate it. At, um, and also, I do hate fun. At <laughs> that's true. Go to a ball game with him. At yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dick. <laughs> at J Lee D's John D. Does Bill believe he has the stamina and energy to play a song on a giant floor piano? And what song would he attempt to play? I'm going to answer the first half of that. The answer is no. He sucks down uh, cigarettes like he's about to go in the coal mines for a 70 hour shift without coming up for air. Uh, the song he would, he would attempt to play. Bill, I'll let you answer that one on your own. Oh, something from uh, one of Mozart's uh, early piano concertos. Uh, and uh, again, I would work up a sweat like that piece of shit heart and soul thing never could give Robert Loggia and uh, Tom Hanks. Like, you're not, I, I would do a workout. You're not sweating. You're going through alcohol withdrawal. Well, there's that. Yeah. And also while doing it at an FAO Schwartz, which is probably illegal. At Almighty Ray, Ray Stekanis, our buddy, who uh, we love to death, but boy, is he wrong that he's thinking that the G.I. Joe cartoon film is better than Transformers cartoon film. Shame on you. Uh-huh. You're wrong. Big, have you ever danced on one of those floor pianos, Bill? Asked Ray. Yes. Yeah. Um, I like one of my first visits was right after Big, and we went to New York. My dad is very much a Clark Griswold, and uh, they had it there. And we went on it. It didn't work very well. It was very disappointing. And the thing about FAO Schwartz is it sucks. It or does. it used to suck. Yeah. It, and like, it does. it's like every kid went to Toys R Us. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to get raped financially, you go to FAO Schwartz. Toys R Us was a Domino's pizza for kids' toys. Yeah, it but, was better, but, but better pizza than the Toys R Us than Domino's pizza. They've gotten better. Oh, really? I, I, like, I, like, I like their bread choices now. Yeah. You Midwest piece of garbage eating Domino's pizza when you live in New York City. Ugh, you make me sick. What's another? What's a vacation for you? Carnival Cruise Lines capped off with with camping after that. Well, growing up in the burbs of Chicago, our vacation was Cleveland, and I'm not even kidding. Like oh we God. would drive to Cleveland. That's what my dad would show me. I would I would ask to get out of the car and go to the nearest firehouse and be put up for adoption. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> that's how Bill got into the family that, uh, in the first place. It's true. <laughs> Next question, Brandon Oglesby at Newark Night, our buddy. He wants to know, Bill, if you went from teenager to grown man overnight, what shenanigans would you have gotten up to? Oh, I have so much of a response to that. But, that, I mean, that's part of my notes. I don't know. Like, I can answer that Make now. it your notes. No, no, no. Make it, make, it part, <laughs> put, make it part of your notes. Make it part of your notes. Right, yeah. uh, and, that's, uh, and that concludes our Ask a Gutter section. So, Kevin Israel, the man is uh, coked out or Adderall out or, or some other kind of uh, energy. I all of the above. some coffee in me. Um, uh, so, that, so, so now it's time to let Bill Schultz to come on and do. Let's see if he can do it for his. Is this the second time he can go for it? Kevin I've Israel. only gutted the second account once. That's right, so what I thought it was. Kevin yeah. Israel, it's now time for Bill Schultz to gut, gut the sacred, sacred cow. cow. Thanks for having me, guys. And I will start my argument by actually asking a question. Um, would we put this in the category of a comedy? Um, would I, boy, I would put it as a frolicking adolescent story. That's not a category. Yeah. I mean, if you broke, if you break, if you break everything down into what horror action drama and comedy, 
it's a then, comedy. Yes, this would fall into a comedy. Okay, then then let me ask you this. And not even and there's always revisionist history because most comedies don't age well. Even at the time when you first saw it. Tell me a scene where you laughed out loud. One scene. When he still begins my arguments. Wait. When he comes dancing in after getting laid, I laughed. When he said, also, when she walks in, he goes, you have bunk beds? He goes, you didn't laugh. But I got the top bunk. Because kids did that. Yeah, that. Again, that was adorable. But did you really laugh out loud? Doesn't, he, doesn't he say either. you can be on the bottom or something? Yeah. Before something she like realizes. Yeah, no, I'm going to be on top. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, I'm laughing now at you. Revisiting it, but um, that is my point. This thing has a lot of like nostalgic, not even nostalgic, but like heart, heart hitting scenes, and that is what Penny Marshall is very good at. And I will uh, see you big, and then I would go to something like um, a League of Their Own. League of Their Own is supposed to be a comedy. When have you ever laughed at a League of Their Own? Oh pl- no, 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 no! One scene. One scene. Give me Tom- one. I'll give you plenty. Tom Hanks as the manager is hilarious. John Lovitz as the scout is funny. Well, no, no. So what, how John is Lovitz is fantastic in, in that movie. Oh, come on. You like, you like I laughed at his jokes. I laughed at his jokes. What was the joke? Uh, come on, milkmaids. Let's get going. And uh, Dot, Dottie Henson, he makes the face when he sees her when she moves the hair out of her face. Tom Hanks. Goes, did, yes, I did. And I, and I still do. And I'll tell you, I'll give you another one. He goes, I was in the John reading my contract. And then, you know, and then there's a whole thing. It's, it's Hanks is a man. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, no, no, no. Well, here's my, here's my, here's the best line of the entire film. Uh, avoid uh, the clap, Jugan, Jimmy Dugan. That's the best line and funniest line. I will still it's laugh. Great at. advice, but I, I guarantee you, and I promise you, you do not laugh out loud. I still do. And I still then, here's my, what Penny Marshall is very good at: is she will tug at your heartstrings, put the onus of a comedy on the actual movie she's doing, but there ain't nothing funny about it. The, the other problem is the casting. Now, Tom Hanks made this movie and as much as i hate tom hanks he made this movie because he was charming and he did and i loathe to give him credit an okay job otherwise other than that the casting was terrible elizabeth perkins is supposed to be this person and this is a uh thing that they give in the movie as they do working girl which came out right after <laughs> right after big which is the only ladies the only way you're going to be a success is to sleep your way to the top and that is for a character from the beginning to the end. And the uh, problem with that, too, is if she's going to be that great, and this is me being horrible, but make her attractive and make her look like the character that she is. She dresses like almost a uh, someone who just had left a Mormon compound, which many women did back in the day, as uh, 80s office-wise. And you're supposed to... Uh, think that she's the A office slut that only sleeps her way to the top and then B somehow changes because she's got this man baby that loves everything that's in her, A, her limo and then she goes to his uh, place and asks if it is indeed his place and then somehow changes but she doesn't change she doesn't change at all from the beginning to the end of the movie nor really does Tom Hanks Tom Hanks goes from getting laid and having a sprint of step after he leaves the elevator and wearing better suits to just all of a sudden immediately being like, I want to go home because Billy told him he had to. 
And that alone is hard to take and hard to watch and hard to hold on to the entire plot line, which is lost because of his mom, his poor fucking PTSD suffering mom. And you have to, if if you're going to put a lot of pathos into this type of comedy, then you do it. His mom is under the impression that he got kidnapped by a guy that is wearing his underwear (laughs) <laughs> wearing his underwear which Bill could have fit into well, yeah and, <laughs> why did I agree with that and then they never ask for ransom he never even thought to do that so under her mind he is either being fucked by his kidnappers or his kidnappers are selling him off to child sexual trafficking to be fucked by other people so that they could profit why else would you kidnap a small kid? And that would be national news. All we ever see him is on a uh, milk carton towards the end of the movie to show that this is a plot line that never gets fixed. And his mom, and he comes back, and it's just like his mom's like, oh, there you are. And he writes her once, which is a little bit clever in the sense that his handwriting would be the same, but he tries to call her and heighten his voice, which she didn't buy. And so he just pretends that his younger version is saying to him what he should tell his mom. His mom is going to be in a fucking insane asylum. Two years after that incident occurred, Elizabeth Perkins is also PTSD. She fucked a 12 year old. I mean, I don't want to get into it too much because everyone does, but she did. She sees him change, realizes she fucked a 12 year old. Sorry, 13. Big difference. Um, And, what the and I didn't want to bring it up, but like one of the the revisionist end scene for Bick is that he goes back to Zoltar and wishes that she becomes young. And they film this. And you can find it, I think, on YouTube. And the very idea when she already had told him that she hated childhood, because childhood sucks, by the way. Um and she comes back to the class. She goes all those class, cle- all those Cleveland va- all those cle- all those Cleveland vacations really took a toll on young Bill Schultz, huh? <laughs> yes. Oh well. Oh, and I'll get to that. Uh, well, actually, I will flip forward to that. There was a big thing in the eighties, and it culminated with Big, which was finding your inner child, and it was very much a boomer thing. Um, it was these spoiled boomers that were hippies at one point. They hate themselves for being the corporate people they were in the 80s and make all this money, and they wanted to find their inner child. It's very much akin to um, being mindful and being present now. That's like kind of the fucking thing that's now. So, But that back then it was that, and it was very much Spielberg. Spielberg did this bullshit inner child thing with E.T. and every fucking movie he did up until Hook when he realized, all right, the ship has sailed. I look like a fucking prick. And he ended it with that, and then he started doing stuff like Schindler's List. Other guy would be Michael Jackson. And this is before we put all the obvious points together that Michael Jackson was indeed a pedophile. And Pee Wee Herman. So you had all these things coming together, and so you have Bick. And the whole point of Bick is that this guy goes against the corporate narrative and bees himself and says, I don't get it. And because of his kid energy and and embracing his inner uh, child and, and looking at the world with this innocent wonder, that's what we all need to do. And I am here to tell you that is the worst messaging in the history of messaging. 
For one reason, one reason only, I am Josh Baskin. I am Josh Baskin in every way that you can be Josh Baskin, but I'm Josh Baskin that said fuck you to Zoltar and just stayed 30. And I am now Josh Baskin in 46. You're not like that. They, they did not get what a kid is. And at 13, you're kind of starting to be into girls. If you've gone through puberty or you pretend to be in girls because your buddies are, but you're not in toys. And you're certainly not into what Josh was doing to get himself through the toy company. Um, that was completely false. And everything that you would want to be pulled into the movie after the weird Zoltar premise you can't be. And again, going back to the initial question, when did you laugh? You got your iconic scenes with the piano. You got your iconic scenes with him, which was adorable, him wiping off his shoes when indeed his mom was just freaked out by the fact that this is Tom Hanks, not my son. But there's no funny in this supposedly funny movie. And it... uh it takes you out of it every scene because you realize that this doesn't work. This whole thing took place in six weeks and he found a way to learn how to buy Armani suits, take a social security number, file a W nine, buy a loft and uh, learn how to fuck in six weeks. Well, his poor mom was about to kill herself and thought that he was just being railroaded by kidnappers who wouldn't ask for money, just wanted Josh to do the math on that one, Mom. Meanwhile, oh, he was man. doing the railroading, oh, right? hey oh. <laughs> And, and the, the one other thing I would say is, like, the, the overall message, too, is, like, you know, Josh makes his name, one, by meeting his boss at FAO Schwartz, but also by saying, I don't get it. I don't get it. When uh, the dude from Home Alone is doing his presentation, I actually ended up sympathizing for the guy. But Josh says, I don't get it. And that gets him the promotion because he doesn't get that what the guy is promoting. He wants to transform it in terms of doing it. And that in of itself is such a bad messaging thing. I've been in corporate advice before, and I've adopted a little bit of that attitude because, again, I'm Josh Baskin of 46. That is going to get you on the sidewalk in five minutes. That no, that doesn't work. You don't say I don't get it. You know, you keep your mouth shut and your eyes open and you toe the line. If someone had told me that rather than me watching big and adopting some of these inner child ideas, maybe I'd be a success and not have a roommate, boys. Give me number one to ten. Oh, you have a, oh, you have a, you have one final here. Well, the alternative num- name for the movie would be A Good Man is So Hard to Find, So I'll Fuck a 13-Year-Old Boy Instead. That, but it's wordy, so they chose big. Written um, by Jeffrey Epstein. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I would say when I first saw it, it was a close 10. Now, I'd say it's about a 6 or a 5. Well, let's narrow it down. 5. There you go. You know, with someone with such venom for a film, I appreciate it. A five? Oh. Well, wait, I thought, but we're going to 10, right? That's like. Uh, yes, that's like yes, yes. Yeah, you're I, not passing. I got, I got a 50 on most of my tests. But, the way, you came, but the way you came up with such vitriol, I expected like a two or a three out of you. I'm disappointed in hindsight. Yes. These notes brought to you by guttingthesacredcow.com, where every week you find fantastic articles like the aforementioned. That doesn't happen. 
movie news, trailer talk. This week, we're going to be talking Morbius, I believe, is a new trailer, <clears throat> as well as other films uh, that we've that seen. Terrible. Uh, well, we'll discuss it in trailer talk. And films we've seen like Dune, uh, two-word sentence, it's nothing. Oh, it's you know, I, I have no interest. Beautiful. Do you like it? No. Nope. Yeah. Didn't care. Didn't care. Any seats. Beautiful. It's very beautiful. It's very yeah, beautiful. Visually, visually, it was amazing. Story-wise, it was a letdown. It's it's avatar level technology and wow. But the plot, you're like, I, I don't care. A few cool things. By the way, Star Wars it's fingers. It's a sci-fi movie. It's a sci-fi novel that came out in like 63. Yeah. And the, like the Star Wars fingerprints on this are very rampant. Yeah. The okay notes. I absolutely hated those RPG games like Zork, like the ones he was playing. I fucking hated those. Open treasure, turn door, Oregon Trail though. Different story. Thoroughly enjoy that one, but I hate those. I know I you. Yeah, who didn't? Kevin, I bet you love those RPG games like the one he was playing. I think we just. I think we just got to the root of the difference between Kevin Goatsey and. Kevin I know. I know. I, I, I love I, those games. I knew you did. I knew. You did. I love them. I see it. I totally see it. Yeah. Stand those. Uh, Josh, his name is Josh Baskin. Now, how cool would it be if his mom's name was Carol Baskin? <laughs> She'd answer the phone. Hey, hello, all you cool cat and kittens. Now that would be great. The first, uh, I believe, two minutes or so, I screamed out, "That doesn't happen!" And Bill Schultz, I know you're on board with me. With a part where he says they're opening baseball cards, he goes, "He goes, give me your gum," and he gives him the gum, and he <laughs> folds it in half. You know, notice the keyword I used: fold every single piece of Brittle. gum. Thank Broke. you. It was stale. Yeah. It was, and it was like eating cardboard. That shit snapped like a, it's like a straw. That thing, and it just. And God in forbid half. the gum was attached to a Mark McGuire, mm-hmm. and it, a ruined the card, and b the gum is uh, not edible. Yeah, that doesn't happen. Yeah, is this the same ginger? His buddy Josh, Josh's uh, friend. Is that the same ginger who helped? Who helped Edward Furlong hack into an ATM to play video games in the mall in Terminator Two? I don't know. I'm too lazy to look that up. <laughs> I was Pete, it might have been. You know what? what? It yes. might have been. Pete and Pete or Peter Pete, whatever that was. I forgot this movie was the reason that song Shimmy Shimmy Cocoa Pup made a reemergence. I hate that fucking song. I and fucking I, love it. Oh, love it. so of course you do. Of course, of course you do. Shen Hayes learned how to rap. Oh, good. Thanks, Josh Baskin, Schultz. Uh, I didn't even know that was a real song. I remember when this came out, people started singing it in the playground. I go, yeah. what the fuck? And I hate, oh, it's still bad. The carny who would not let Josh on the ride is a complete douche. And I hope his parole officer was a ball buster who made him piss test every single day. Without a doubt. And by the way, that's another, this doesn't happen. When you're 13, you get on every ride. And remember when Josh doesn't get on because of his height? Yeah. The height is about if you're borderline midge. Right. We're talking three feet. You got to be like maybe six, Age. seven years old. There's no 13-year-old that can't get on any ride. Yeah. That doesn't happen. Yeah. Nope. Seeing kids play arcade games, that always puts a smile on my face. Always. <laughs> uh, get ready for another dad doesn't happen. And Kevin Israel, this one's going to be right up your alley in another month. A screeching baby, a mere six feet away from Josh, and he's out cold sleeping. That doesn't happen unless he's on NyQuil and heroin. Because that old send, that's like a tongue in your butthole, as David, David Tellis says. A tongue in your ass and you are wide awake. <laughs> that was 
that was the worst home arrangement I'd ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. They, oh. It wasn't like they were they weren't it wasn't like they were paupers. Right. But he had to yeah. he had to share a bedroom with his baby sister. Yeah. And that's the only thing in a house you are aware that he has a sibling. Yeah. It's like an unnecessary plot point. They don't have a one bedroom in fucking Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Right. That's insane. Yeah. They have a house in Silver like, right? I'll go stay in the attic, Mom. Yeah. Yeah, I'll I'll go go say, in the basement, I go. Yeah. Uh, boys playing shirts and skins basketball in the 80s, or as Bill Schultz calls that, his number one search term on porn sites. Number two. What's one? Boys playing boys skins and skins. It's hard to find. But uh, <laughs> actually, yeah. <it's> <laughs> how how amazing of a beating would it have been if the coach had walked in with grown up Josh talking to his buddy in the equipment closet? That would have been a thorough melee, and that old that Josh would have gotten his fucking dick kicked in the next week. And, reading, and Megan Law and Megan. I was reading online. Someone had a great fan fiction thing, and I hate myself for looking this up. Where a cop, a grizzled cop, was looking for Josh Baskin that had just left a toy meeting that was 30 years old, but also a Josh Baskin that had been kidnapped in in a suburban Long Island neighborhood. And after 20 years of work, he realized that indeed it was the same person and has to find... <laughs> and I like the and they were vampires from there, and he thinks he's going crazy. And <laughs> because remember, and when then Tom he, Hanks leaves to become a kid again, he's now officially missing. The adult Josh Baskin, and then he pulls out a gold cigarette lighter and unfixes his, his CP, and then walks into an open limo. <laughs> yep, yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> why is there a gut reaction immediately to head to the city if they have no idea where this machine is? What's the only thing they didn't do is yell, "There is gold yes. in them in them bar hills." <laughs> why is the city the answer? Wouldn't you go to your local council like they did to go find the Zoltar machine? Why would you not go to your local township and go? Who gave the permits for this place? Let's build. Let's start small. Let's build local. Local. We're still on the trail instead of just picking a direction and running. How is the ginger kid able to cut the school this often without his parents getting a phone call, him being grounded or killed by a vagabond? That is addressed in the extended cut. All right. We'll yeah, find he's out. From a broken well, family. Uh, and yeah. by the way, I don't care. I, all you want is Tom Hanks. You don't want more of the kids. Speaking it's of, good that they believe these scenes. Yeah. Now, now it makes sense because I. My next question: How is this kid? How much did this kid steal to float Hanks while he lives in the city? Is this kid muling drugs while he throws newspapers in yeah. the morning too? Where is he getting all the money to give to Hanks? Hey, did John did, did John Lovitz ever have a full head of hair? I need to know. Was it right after his bar mitzvah and then he lost it all and that was it? Or because yeah, it's guy. Richard yeah. Gere was born with gray hair and Lovitz was born bald. Yeah. So How I guess you not seen in 1988, I guess Star 69 wasn't inv- invented yet because when he when he called her from his office, all the mom had to do was, oh, OK, sure. Click Star 69. Oh, hello, toy company. Someone just called there pretending to be a kidnapper. Where did and also mm-hmm. like when you think about it, it took him all five minutes to convince Billy that he was indeed young Josh in this body. Well, the that song. Yeah, the woman that made him. And by the way, let's go back to that scene. His mom thought she was going to be raped by her son, who is now in Tom Hanks' form. That was a scene. 
she thought she was, remember she holds up her blouse. She thought she was going to be raped by the guy that's actually her son. But when you think about it, this is the woman that made you. So you convince Billy within five minutes that you are who you say you are. I'm trying, I'm thinking you might be able to convince your mom. And you sit her down and, uh, like, see. and she's the one with the money that can help you out with this and maybe help you find Zoltar. Uh. I think you convince your mom. No, nah, I think the I think the, the a kid a child with an imagination and and the desire to believe in that kind of stuff is much more likely to believe it than a a, a mother who has an adult. That uh, now I disagree. I can't wait for the Darren Aronofsky reboot where Josh Bashkin does in fact rape his mother. <laughs> a lot of that, like, look, there's a lot of psychological things going on there. Very segment. Very next, segment. Next question I have Where the fuck did Tom Hanks get an ID to cash his check for work? Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, how the fuck did he get that place? And also, when you make up a social security number, you know, it's really easy to find out that you made up a social security number. And he did, again, did this for, I guess it was. Uh, I remember Photon when we were younger, right? But I remember that's what the poor kids had because Laser Tag was where laser tag, was at. Yes. That's where it yeah. was at. And what store is cool with you running around like a bunch of ass clowns playing Laser Tag? Because if you know one, Kevin Israel and I will plan a field trip post haste. I got. Uh, I want. I want. I want to adamantly say that the Laser Tag pistol was the coolest toy gun. Yes. Ever made? Yes, I have yes, sir. I have zero argument. Wholeheartedly agree. Zero yeah. argument. Over under number of times after this film came out, FAO Schwartz employees go, ah, oh, fuck. Here's another dildo tourist from Georgia trying to play heart and soul on the keyboard. <laughs> that is the think they got tired of that. Yeah. Fuck you and your University of Georgia hat. <laughs> By the way, there's a great I, Simpsons and now the Simpsons version of that where Homer tries to do "I Love Rock and Roll" on the F.A. Schwartz piano instead of everyone loving it, they all throw things up. By the way, the absolute best use of a secretary in a film or in real life is in this film. Quote. Would you go and get a copy of the 1986 Giant Super Bowl? Yes, I knew you were going to get that. I knew you were. Bill, if you Bill, Bill, if you don't remember, that's the one where the Bears got bounced in the first round that year. I love a good point shitting in comp- in corporate America meetings. I almost beat off to that when Hanks did that to John uh, John Hurd because nothing makes me happier when I have seniority and I can do that to people when they're trying to slide right. some bullshit by me. I can't do that though if it's a senior senior member, but boy, I was salivating and going, yes, yes, you tell me you don't get it because this is shit. And you bad messaging. I love it. I love it. I love it. He's right. It's a building that transformed. Not listen. GoBots had a building that transformed, and we all know what we think of the GoBots. Kmart. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and but also like the toys that Tom Hanks came up with were shit. First of all, Transformers had already come up with a bug that transforms. Insecticons. Yes, thank you. Um, and the other thing was basically it was a choose your own adventure, which we all have those books. But on a uh, sort of like a iPad, basically, that was his big idea, and and he, revolutionary at the time. Yeah, he invented the iPad, Bill. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> eat shit, Steve Jobs, and your cancer. Yeah. Well, first of all, if you invented the iPad, awesome. But no, he invented a comic book that would do choose your own adventure. If he'd used that technology for good rather than that 
stupid shit. I think maybe it's be cool. onto something. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was cool. And for the record, the Transformers did it. have a the Transformers did have a building that transformed. It was called did Metroplex. They? It was, it, was it was a city. It was a whole city. It was a city. Early city. 90s Transformers. Was it, was it, just, it was a city. You're right. Because I had Metroplex. So did I. Oh, oh, so that was one of the baddest ones of them all, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, uh, time out. Talk about yourselves one second. Uh, I mean, if we're going to do me. Well, hold on, Bill. This, 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 Let this, me grab you a Oh, he's got uh, Grimlock. Oh, that's awesome. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. Grim, Bill's holding up Grimlock. Now, Grimlock was the Tyrannosaurus. My brother and I talked about this. No, no, no. This no. is Grimlock. No, no, that's Sludge. Was a sludge. That's Sludge. Sludge. Yeah. Yeah. sludge. Yeah. Brontosaurus. Yeah, sorry. I thought it was Grimlock. But by the way, this, they're made so badly that I can't transform it into the uh, actual robot because it is so Beat delicate. Up. And things are falling off it all the time. It is stuck in. in ah, it's like you, Bill. Yeah. <laughs> oh, very much so. yeah. Well played. Uh, time out. We have a pogo ball. And then not even five seconds later, we get a Don Mattingly sighting in this movie. Automatic one point increase right then and hey, there. I don't remember the Don Mattingly part. Because when they're at the game, they show Mattingly holding the runner on first base. I oh. got wood. Love Only it. you would know that. Well, of course I would. I'm a Yankee fan in the 80s. What fuckface drops water balloons on the delivery guy bringing your stuff? No shit! Yeah! What's, what's next? You get to egg the pizza delivery guy? Oh, wait. Can I get a pepperoni and some eggs over easy? Poo, poo, poo. What a They dick. were quite literally probably making $4 an hour in 1988. And I don't, they're bring, all they're doing is bringing Josh's food. Well, that no, they, this is when they were bringing his like his arcade games and shit. That's when they dropped the water balloons. I'm just saying, why would you egg the guys who are bringing your shit? If you want to call Domino's because it's a trash pizza and egg them just to have fun as a, as a dickhead kid, I get that. But why are you going to egg the or whatever the guys who are bringing the stuff coming to your place? They're doing, yeah. dropping your stuff makes no sense. Now hey, you look. Uh, Josh, uh, the ginger cut more class than Ferris Bueller did. I'll point that out as well. Yeah. Let's talk about Josh's dad or lack thereof. His dad is nowhere to be found since the initial uh, opening scene at the amusement park, which are during the phone calls, which leads me to believe one thing and one thing only. He was out smashing the mom of the blonde girl that Josh was sweating at the carnival. Okay. Now, here's my question because I'm still confused about this. Was that his dad or a guy that his mom was dating? I was under the impression that he had a single mom. I, and that, that was the guy that he was dating when they were at the carnival. Because no, that especially was his, I thought it was his dad, you, too. You weirdo. That was his dad. This is becoming a <laughs> baby together. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, but then that's another criticism of the movie. What a horribly fleshed out character. All you are focusing on is a mom. I, I was under the impression she was dating the dude. And jo- that his dad, like, was God. And because you see him once at the carnival right before he sees Zoltar. And that's it. Like, that, that is another criticism of the movie. Right? John Lovett's dancing reminds me of Rodney Dangerfield and ca- dancing in Caddyshack, just not near as funny. Yes. Yeah, yeah. When Tom, oh, Hanks, when, Tom, when Tom Hanks was triple dipping at the Christmas party, that must have made people with a 79 IQ piss their pants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tom Hanks has the, and again, he's two for two with corporate America. He is, he has the exact 
right reaction that everyone should when a coworker prattles on and on about their career. And the perfect case in point, I cite gentlemen, 1994's Dumb and Dumber. When I quote Jim Carrey at the bar, when the FBI agent's talking to him, no, and I don't care. That is exactly what Tom Hanks did with other things, a la getting out of the moonroof, playing with the locks, doing everything to ignore her, talk about her dumb career. People stop it. No one cares what's going on at your dumb job. I I think Dumb and Dumber stole the tuxedo idea from Big. Fair. I'll buy that. I did snicker when Hanks said that Elizabeth Perkins and he has a bunk bed and he gets on top because as a 10 year, as a real 10 year old, that means you'll be farting at will with zero repercussions because the bottom bunk ate a lot of ass gas because that's what we were all doing when we were forced whatever to sleep in a bunk bed, farting like crazy. Oh, yeah. By the way, Tom Hanks's coworker, she is on a clear cut mission to bang. She leaves a party with them tolerates his cutesy poo shenanigans in the limo walks up to the apartment and sees it's decorated like like a goddamn autistic college freshman doesn't have an adverse reaction seeing a pepsi machine in his apartment Ugh, pepsi disgusting michael jackson is the only person in the world besides her who would still be dtf who walked into an apartment like that well, it is very clear that she just fucks her way to the top yes, from exactly. beginning to end. Exactly. This and is just the next link yeah. in her chain. Yes, absolutely. They spell that out. The woman should have immediately known something was up when he was when they had sex because he's not going to know how to bang, he, especially when he blows a load in 4.4 seconds. Or as a 13 or whatever he old is, when he would grab her tits and yell, auga, auga. <laughs> You took my fucking whole note. <laughs> That's why I had to go first on this, but I knew I knew it was coming. <laughs> Next one. Why is his mother not calling every police station in a 20-mile radius and calling every news organization instead of relying on a milk carton? Have you seen me? That is some Very lazy, easy. that is some lazy ass mothering. Maybe she went, maybe you know what? Maybe she wasn't that broken up about Josh Lee because yeah, you know what? Got a newborn. That's now one mouth to feed instead of yeah. two. Replacement. It would have been national news. National news, particularly if they weren't asking for money. The Ex- quote unquote kidnappers. Here's my accessories report card on Josh. Thundercats blanket, thumbs up. Go bots, yep. pajama, go bots pajamas, thumbs down. Wait, 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 wait did you say thundercats? Hold on. Thumbs up. Big fan. Oh, you have a, I have some stuff. Uh, if, if you have Lino, I'll give you, have you a lot of credit. Yes. Where's the glove? Where's the, where's the glove? You have the glove still? I don't want a glove. I found this sword last time I went to my parents' house. <laughs> that's yeah. great. Oh, that's the original? Yeah. Awesome. yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. Do you have the thing, do, do, do the thing that made his, made his eyes light up? Oh, that red, it was like a red pack that had a ring, ring on this yep. ring on it. Yeah. yeah. Love it. <laughs> this is why I don't get laid. That's why everything is wrong with Big. Oh, this Bill, is why. My childlike wonder. Bill, I hate to I break it to you. I've had toys in my in my house my entire life, and I got laid a lot. Yeah, me too. I'm in my closet right there in boxes. Uh, well, I guess I used to when I made money. That's all they care about, ladies and gentlemen. Listen, are you listening, Anthony Cumia? That's him asking for a raise. Next one. Yes, it is. Uh, I screamed at the TV when I saw this. John Hurd and Elizabeth Perkins are driving to work. Who the fuck drives to work in Manhattan? That doesn't No happen. shit. That's a great That's thing. a great yeah. one. That's a great Thank point. You. Thank well, you. Well, also seeing people smoking in cars. 
I mean, at the time, at the time, that that happened. Yeah, that. But they're going down Park Avenue. Go, oh no, 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 no. That's bullshit. Working in an office with a handwritten "Do not enter" sign on the door should be standard procedure from here on out in corporate America. Mm-hmm. I like that. So this kid is a is a mess. He's ten and he loves slaving for corporate America for a few weeks. The first thing I would do if I were his parents after I spanked his ass raw for disappearing. Way more fun things in life than busting your hump fifty sixty hours for corporate America. Go well, go on tour. Really- that's the that's what they were trying to to say, and they did it badly, I think, um, across the board. But yeah, no, you're right. Next one, and I used this before for the ring, and I'll say it again: he's ten or whatever, thirteen. I don't know. He's th- whatever. Let's say 13, if he's thirteen. Thirteen. Uh, how the fuck did he learn how to tie a tie at thirteen? Because I'm my th- I was in my thirties. I finally kind of learned still how to do it, and I have all my ties pre-tied in my closet right now because I'm lazy. I would do the same thing if I had to. Yes, <laughs> it took it took it took him one full night to turn into an adult, but ten minutes to turn back into a kid. Got it. Inconsistency yep. noted. Yep. In summary, I saw this when it came out, and I was eleven year old. You have eleven years old, and I thought it was fine. I think I've seen it, it once. I think I've seen it once or twice since. I haven't even thought about it. After rewatch, there is no need for sentimentality for this film. It's obviously very cute and quotable. Sorry, and quaint. Yeah. But how many quotable lines are there next to none besides the piano scene? What memorable scenes are there? This movie is truly cotton candy mixed with General So's chicken. Too much will make you sick and not fill you up. And then later, when you're wondering why you decided to eat both and you're pooping slinkies. I'm not crazy about the saccharine-esque jokes. A lot of that doesn't happen. Forget about him turning into the kid and you know living that all the other nonsense i was like no that's that's no i get it this story is not about his disappearance but about his experiences as a kid at new york city are not that exciting they are not that scary no. besides hearing an errant gunshot they are not that adventurous what jokes is anyone loling at very 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 few if you are a kid it's fine if you're an adult who loves watching the tv show friends you'll still love this but i'm neither so this is a four out of 10 for me. It fails the remote oh, test. Wow, you were lower than me. It fails the remote test with all power. I d- never going to watch it again. Don't hate it, but certainly do not get the adoration for this. Kevin Israel, well, all, take it away. Boys, I, I would also add this, uh, and, and uh, pun intended, if you're going to go, go big or go home. So you get this 13-year-old late, which is pretty fucking controversial even for 1988. Well, then get the kid drunk. Hell, it's 1988. Get him, have him do a line of cocaine at a party. They got a kid drunk and eat tea. If you're going to get him laid, then go the fucking whole nine yards of what it's like to be in corporate America in 1988 in New York. Do that. By the way, he didn't. By the way, on the YouTube comments, Rob Saul says, Tom Hanks is national treasure, Bill, Bill Schultz. (laughs) (laughs) hi rob this cage ah ha 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 cute kevin israel the floor is yours well you guys didn't leave much meat on this bone so thanks for (laughs) that Sorry, i just hate it so much no it's no you don't hate it that much you get a five you don't hate it that much i will like your racism is different than mine so i was a bad rating shut up bill so (laughs) (laughs) 
So what? So one of my first problems with this movie, and Bill started to sort of go into it, and then he veered off, is that if you're <laughs> going to have a movie that's that's founded in reality with a fantastical element that is the linchpin of the whole movie, I feel like there needs to be some kind of rules or an establishment of an understanding of what this is. You don't have to. You don't have to give the whole thing away. You don't have to explain the history of Zoltan or how that machine got to be magical. Like, Zoltar. Zoltar. You don't have to give the whole hand. It's like Zartan from GI Joe. You don't have to give away the whole ghost on it, but some kind of like he just figured out like, oh, if I go back and wish again, it's going to work. Like there was nothing. There was no journey there to get to the point of understanding of what he had to do. And I think if the movie was about that, trying to figure out how does he get to be young again? And if that was his whole goal, this movie might have been a little more compelling. Instead, the movie's about a kid who wishes to be big. And then what does he do? He goes and gets a nine to five job in New York City where he grinds away to make it to middle management. And he's happy making $115 a week or whatever it was. And yeah, it was about that. Yeah. And, uh, and, and that's it. so you're telling me that's what a kid dreams about. He dreams about the, the life we're all looking to avoid. That is horrifying. <laughs> like, if, at least if he was. If, if he, if, if, when he became big, if he went and joined the army because he wanted to be a pilot, or he went and tried to get into NASA because he wanted to be an astronaut, or he went and, you know, tried to be an adventurer, like that's something a, a kid who wanted to be big would do. You went and get a job. I, I, sp- I didn't see this movie when I was a kid because I remember the advertising and I didn't get it because I never wanted to be an adult. And I still don't. I didn't want to be an adult. I liked being a kid. I liked. And, I, and, and and Bill, it is a fantastic point you made about when you were 13, you were at this weird crossroad where you still had one foot in being a kid and one foot in yeah. I have a boner all the time. Yes. And, oh, God, and yeah. I was and I and I definitely I I held on to those toys a little too long. I did and too. I remember I remember I think I must have been about 12 and my mom was like, you know, I think you should start getting rid of some of these and i was I like was it, the same was, thing. <laughs> it was like she was telling me, me to like shave my head i was like why why what else is there in life besides like i have i have metroplex and i have the gi joe mobile command center yes! i have the two best toys <laughs> ever made i'm not getting rid of any of this so it's it's a great point that he probably wouldn't have been so out about it and at all yeah. and it's it 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 what he it feels like he probably should have been like a 10-year-old kid, maybe going on 11, but making him a 13-year-old kid, I feel like he would have behaved differently once he became big. He definitely would have tried seeing like girls naked. Like cuz once you were 13, like that was that was the mystery. Yes. 13, 14, that was all you could think about. That was the mystery. So that was that was a strange a strange way to get us into him being kid, but I feel like they were also trying to aim at the demographic of like the 12 to 14 year old kids. So, you know, cause this movie wasn't for 10 year old or 11 year olds. This movie was for 14 and up and to appeal to that whole and to appeal to adults like us who remember wanting, you know, wanting to be big. But again, I, I don't Absolutely think, right. I don't think it plays out. Um, the character arcs in this were, and Bill already touched on it. Not great. Josh's, Josh goes back and forth about whether or not he wants to be. He just suddenly makes this turn where he's like, okay, I'm an adult now and he's cool with it. And then suddenly he also, he suddenly wants to be young again because he hears from his friend. And Susan goes from being a blatant ladder fucker yep. to, 
sort of and and by the way that's the message in this movie like yes. hey if there's a successful woman she got there because she slept her way to the top and she's gonna 100%. keep doing it 100%, and she never yeah. even and she never even acknowledges like uh, you know what like this is what i did and i and i i i'm i'm a i'm talented i'm successful i should have gotten here on my own like that that's never established Apparently it's never she's established not talented at all she's got a great pussy yeah that's right it. Yeah. right so but so that was but again it was the 80s so i guess they were comfortable with with kind of leaving it at that yeah. and then when she realizes that she had sex with a 13 year old which we've all touched on and she touched on it a lot when she realizes that she just goes she just kind of goes Ugh. like that's it <laughs> That's it. Yeah, that's her whole. She should have had the. She should have had. That's great. She should have had the same reaction when Ace Ventura realized that. That's where I was going. You took my fucking joke. I'm sorry. Piece of shit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Piece of shit. I'm sorry. I think I'm sorry. I didn't know. I had no. I had no idea you were going to go that way. I really didn't know you were going to go with that way. I'm sorry. She should have been. I was going to say crying game. Yeah. She's. She should have been. She should have been disgusted and horrified. And there should have been a bigger moment about her realizing that she was a pedophile. And yes. there just wasn't. And then when she sees him as a child, first of all, I don't care if you were ready for it. That's the biggest mind fuck ever. She would have, she should have a breakdown. <laughs> and, but she saw, she saw magic happen. She saw, <laughs> and then she saw the child she had sex with. And she's still like, that whole scene was just, it, that was just batshit crazy. But I want you, and I, and I want you to remember, that there's two stories going on here in this in this movie. There's the story of the kid who becomes big and gets to go have this fun life, even though it doesn't seem like a lot of fun to me. And then there's the mother at home aching over her lost, possibly dead child, who they only give yes. maybe five minutes of screen time to. So every time you see him having fun throwing up squirty string on his friend or you know playing with all the toys, there's a woman at home who can't eat dinner because she's so sick with remorse and she's so just, and she has to raise a fucking baby Mm -hmm. while she's wondering what happened to like, there should have been a second movie made just about her. And it would have been a tragedy. Doubt. <laughs> the amount been... of damage Josh did by fucking talking to Zoltar. I mean, she, <laughs> she's got, his, his mom has got one or two options. He's dead. Or he's getting railroaded by a bunch of Taliban motherfuckers uh, in Afghanistan. By the way, right. if they would over there, child trafficking, and yeah, if they would have made that second movie with Josh's mom, you know, doing all that, it would have had more laughs than the film Big did. <laughs> I think you the agree mo- with me. I think the movie should have ended on a really dark, fucked up note, and Josh walked into the house and was like, "Mom, mom," and then she fi- he finds her dead and she killed herself. Over her lost son. That would have been the way to end this movie and make everybody go, what the fuck did I just watch? (laughs) That took a dark turn real quick. You just see her spinning from a fan. You just see the the silhouette of her hanging in the window. And I'm going, (laughs) she slumped over in a chair with a needle stuck in her arm, slumped over, watching Days of Our Lives. But then there's also there's also an awesome story to think about that if the cops ever did track it down and figure out that Josh was somehow tied to this and they decide, well, we're going to have to prosecute him because he clearly kidnapped the kid and the kid's dead. It would have never been proven what the actual truth was until the invention of the Innocence Project. 
So it would have been like he would have been in prison for like 25 years until somebody did some DNA testing and went, holy shit, this is the kid. We've kept him in. He's and by the, by then he would have been in his fifties, like maybe almost sixty. That and that also would have been a movie that I I think I would have rather seen. Single handedly turned this delightful comedy into a mixture of like Law and Order SVU and a Lifetime movie. I told you, Darren Aronofsky reboot. Get ready for it. And Josh's mom's in it. it. Josh's mom has to become a, a whore, and she does a double ended dildo ass to ass scene. <laughs> <laughs> she loses the house she can't keep her life together yes. she has to revert to porn i like it that's where oh. we're going but just and just a couple of funny things that I, I i noticed in the in the movie that bothered me a little bit so he was he had a crush on this girl so he was 12 and he had a crush on this girl who looked like she was probably about 13 they went they were in the same school and she was dating a guy who could drive she was dating a guy who was at least 16 if not 17 and she was 13 what the fuck is going on? This whole movie is just about pedophile, pedophilia and statutory rape. Like, yes, and just- also like, and again, that's what scares the shit about me about this whole movie is like, I dig older chicks and I look at Josh day- digging the girl at the carnival, the little older, like yeah. the guy that was driving and then went full throttle with Elizabeth Perkins. Wait, was- and speaking I of, hey, 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 Bill, hey, Bill, watch me shit on Kevin's point. Hey, Kevin, how much older are you than your wife? Yeah, but I didn't get with her till she was twenty five. Enough. was <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yes, she's eight years younger than me. And so when I was thirteen, she was five. Yeah. <laughs> I just watch this. Extended and we play this bullshit. game all the time. <laughs> I just watch this extended bullshit for you guys, and I'm still trying to remember. Doesn't she, at the end of the movie, do the math? Like, well, by the time that you're like. 22 i'll be this doesn't she do like sort of that math i feel like, like that did happen i yeah, agree with you i think it did i feel like there i was Which waiting a for that layer of fucked up yeah yeah right and speaking of that so josh as a 13 year old had sex with an adult woman and yeah. now when he gets to the age where he can have sex again he's going to be so disappointed it's going to be wait just wait. let down after let down you made a great point. Still, wait, hold on, hold on, wait, 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 wait. Watch pause. this. Bill, hold on. Watch this. Watch this. He's going to go to school. Hey, man, what'd you do? I fucked some 35-year-old. What? Like, he's going to be, the, <laughs> he's gonna be the, the fucking bell of the ball when he goes to school and toys. oh, I don't know, in county college at least. Well, who's going to believe it? I mean, like, you know what? Honestly, go to is the equivalent of the Canadian girlfriend. Niagara Falls. So he's gonna tell people in school, oh guys, I woke up and I was an adult and I had sex with this uh, VP at a toy company. I don't yeah. think they're gonna buy it. But I, I don't think they're gonna buy it. I'd say what, she's such a slut, I bet he took pictures while fucking her. <laughs> You're putting your mind into that of a 13-year-old wonderful kid that became 30. Wouldn't you, take, you. wouldn't you take Polaroids of boobies when you had the first chance to? I know I would have 13. Polaroids are so much more difficult. It's, it's a lot <laughs> easier with the phone. But, uh, yeah. So, not, like, uh, well, and, then, can, and also, to, to Israel's point, like, so now he's gotten laid. And all points seem to say that he would get laid a lot with her for the six weeks they were dating. Um, but he's got this huge pause. Because there's going bu- to be a bunch of years where he's not getting laid again. Oh, this is going to be the biggest dry spell ever. Who is going to fuck you up? Like, oh. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know about that. Because once you get that stench of virginity off you, it was a lot easier to get laid after that. 
We all can attest to that. Even yeah, you, but I mean, yeah, he's, me too. But he's, but he's not a he doesn't have a he doesn't have a pool of options around him. Right. You know, yeah. I mean, until he gets to about seventeen, and he's by then he his head will have popped off from just being horny for four years. Without a doubt, and also I will say this too: he was a sweet kid. He was a good guy. Guess what doesn't work in high school? Sweet kid. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, I love and hate John Hughes films for giving young Kevin the wrong idea who didn't get laid until much later than should have. Thanks, John Hughes. Oh, that's across the board. Yeah. Um, but oh, I, I, I've, I've spent way too much time thinking about the vast period of not getting laid island that he will be on. Or as Bill, or as Bill calls I it. I hate myself for thinking about it. Or as, Bill calls it, it. or as Bill calls it 2019 and 2020. <laughs> oh, 2019. 2019 to 2021. It's ongoing. It's ongoing. So my, my, last point is, my last point is this. If I was going to make a movie about something along these lines, I think it would be much more interesting to see what would it, my wish would be. I want to go back to when I was 16 or 15 with the knowledge that I have now. Oh. That would be a much more comp- right. I Every, imagine you would rule the world. You would literally rule the world if you just I knew was, had and I'm not even saying I'm not even saying like the the general knowledge about like oh I would just invest in Apple and be a billionaire yeah, right. No, 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 I mean, no, no. Just no. the yeah. general just the general oh, social yeah. understanding. Yes, it was that's the, that's a fascinating movie to make and you could never make it because again the movie would especially now because the movie would be about a guy who's might be in a 16-year-old body who's banging 16-year-old girls and that's statutory rape. Yeah, that's close of, you know, what, <laughs> at, what the plot I, is. I forgot his character. It was Matthew McConaughey in Days yes. and Confused. Well, and and no, there and there was a movie with Zac Efron. What's his name from Friends? Chandler. Nice try, uh, Kevin. I'm not going to fill your gay test, okay? No, 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 I, no. Wait, wait, was, I know exactly what you're talking and, about. And he, he, he makes a wish that he could go back to high yes. school. And he go and he becomes he does he becomes young again and apparently Chandler Bing looked like Zac Efron when he was in high school because that makes sense yeah and, <laughs> and but but he never you could see where the writers had a problem because he never there was like a girl who was like a crush on him and he has to get, like, keep pushing her away because they couldn't go there because it was too creepy to do that but that's what I mean that's what the story and would end up being like Zac Efron well and also to your point you're so right like all of high school. And that entire time in your life is just all about being riddled, riddled with insecurity. And one of the few benefits about getting older is you get kind of rid of that insecurity. You know who you are, right? And you're absolutely right. Being able to go back to that time in your life without any of that bullshit. Yeah. Yo, yes, and, yeah. yes, and, and then we're going to finish this up and give Kevin's the final point here so we can get this thing moving. Yes, and reading the signs women give off that was my well, yes. that yeah. was my biggest missed opportunity for you years had a crush on me yeah <laughs> the, the, uh, i uh, oh, i had this happen then i mean a year and a half ago and i but that long story gives a shit i didn't know i didn't know how to read signs way longer than i should not have body language i didn't know all that and the whole, yep. oh, touching the arm. Hey, we should study together. Now I'm like, well, this is going to be an easy. So, <laughs> fellas, easy let's write this movie. Yeah. Let's write I'm this movie. I'm not against it. I'm not against <laughs> it. I'm not either. I'm not either. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so my last point, uh, Josh, by the way, he, so he's what, 30 probably as a, as a yeah, when he yeah, becomes big? 30, I think he's yeah. supposed to be 30. He missed out on literally the best part of his life. Yes. 
He lists out on college and his 20s. Mm-hmm. I would That's a tragedy to me. If yeah. I woke up for what I was 15 and suddenly found out I was 30, I'd be like, you mean I missed out on college and spring break and the, my 20s and being young and fit and awesome and perfect? And now I'm just 30 and have a shitty job. I'll, ar- I'll argue. And I agree with Fucking you. So the, true. The, the only, the only <laughs> argument you can make about for thirties is that 30 is at least you have money to, instead of going like eight dudes in a hotel room to Vegas, yeah. you can all afford your own uh, beds and have some money like that on the side. I agree with you. But I think thirties now, even thirties in like the nineties and going into two thousands are different thirties in the eighties. You had to be You're married. And, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Your life, oh, yeah. Your life was done. Doubt, your life was done. Yeah. Your life was done. Well, they had, anyway. a movie, they had a movie called Crossing Delancey. I think it was with Amy. I forgot whatever her name was. It was Crossing Delancey, I think it was called. And it was about how she was turning 30 and they, she wasn't married. And everyone was like making it like a, a groundswell effort to find this woman a husband before she turned 30 because it was a death sentence then. Now it's like, right. oh, you're 30, you're, you're 30 and you're married? What the fuck is wrong with you? No one gets married until they're 37. Right. I'm 45 yeah. and just having a child. Yeah. Um, so I'm 46 and think I'm going to be dead by 47. True. Uh, well, we're so, we're yeah, hoping I mean, we're it's, hoping it's, you it's we're cool. hoping you stick around so we no. can make fun of you some more. It's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the fun is driving you to suicide, not actually making you do it. Well, and again, so, it goes back to my earlier point: don't be Josh Baskin, people. Be I Carol, was. Be Carol look Baskin. In my life. Look at my Carol life. Baskin. I'm what happens to Josh. Be Carol Baskin, not Josh Baskin. Yes, be Carol. <laughs> so, for, so for me, I know people have a, a real connection to this movie. I just didn't. I didn't they see do. it as a kid. I think I saw it years, years later. It's it, it, to, to coin a phrase from Kevin. It's fine. It's in, it's in, it's, yeah. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. I'm never, I probably won't see it again unless my future child wants to see it. Um, it's it. This is this for me is a solid five. Wow. Take it or leave it. Okay, it's, that was mine. It's, it's, and I, by the way, I like Tom Hanks. I I, do I not love have Tom the, Hanks. I do not. He's, I, I think history's greatest he's, monster. He's he's made some fantastic movies and played some fantastic characters. This mm-hmm. just wasn't one of them. And the movie itself just was. I mean, he was okay in it. The movie just didn't do it for me. Okay. I, I well, I will end it with this. Another question. Um, of the kids that played Tom Hanks in a movie, who were your favorites, guys? Um, Forrest Gump, kid Tom Hanks, or the kid that played Tom Hanks in Big? Oh, Forrest Gump kid. <laughs> and I hate a Forrest Gump. I'll say Forrest Gump. When Forrest that when that kid movie, looks at but... the when that kid looks at the guy who was banging his mom and goes, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> and by the way, God bless him. He ended up serving in uh, Afghanistan. The kid that played uh, oh, Tom did, Hanks, really? yeah, yeah, uh-huh. he, ended up, he ended up being Lieutenant Dan. I, I was just going to say, I, I, hope his, I hope his legs healed up. Yeah, but, but by the way, you're both wrong. It's the kid that played Tom Hanks at Splash and Kiss, yeah. oh, a half fish, yeah. half girl hybrid. Either going to either going to say the guy who was dropping quarters on the deck and then looking up women's dresses. Well, that was John Candy. Yeah, uh, that was I his color, yes. Okay. <laughs> I, I, Splash is not good. Critics. I love Splash. Oh, it's uh, a great movie. Eh. Oh, well, there's the oh, next one. No, Although I don't no, think Splash no, holds Splash. up. No, it does. I watched a few years oh, ago. Oh, it totally holds up. Critics, nah. five-star reviews. Critics, five-star reviews. Critics, five-star reviews. Critics, five-star reviews. Full of exquisite moments that help the film both 
become continually hilarious and unforgettably unique. Yeah, so unique in that era when we were talking about how many switcheroo movies there were. I'll, I'll argue continually hilarious is a point of contention for me. Me too. Oh, this movie, it's not sad, but it makes me tear up every single time without fail. It's delightfully 80s, and Tom Hanks is an adorable heartbreaker. It's not this movie, guys. It's her menopause. Yes. <laughs> an, otherwise, an otherwise hackney story of personality, transmigration, taking on new meaning, unaccompanied by plenty of laughs, all because of the film's gregarious and clever star, Tom Hanks. <laughs> I know. Why well, you giving me kryptonite right now? When Marshall brings Hanks and Perkins together, she discovers a grace and lightness in their relationship that transcends the pinched thematics of the script. By the way, in the 32 years that this film has been out, no one has ever walked out of the theater or turned to the person sitting next to their house and used that set language anywhere near that critic's review. No one talks like that. Stop it. <laughs> well, also... The sad thing about that movie is, again, it was first. It was Tom Hanks' first Oscar nomination, right? Tom Hanks was on um, a thing that was a uniquely '80s thing, where it was Chevy Chase, Chase, Michael Keaton, and Bill Murray, where it was this uniquely asshole, smarmy, hilarious dude in movies. We have never seen that again. And fucking Tom Hanks, the movies he was doing, he was about to enter that echelon, but he does big. And then right after that, it becomes America's Dad. Uh, have you not, over after have that. you not yeah. seen a little film called Bachelor Party? Well, it was before Big. That's I my know. point. Yeah. He was smarmy, though. Critics, one-star reviews. You know you make me wanna... Critics, one-star reviews. Critics, one-star reviews. And critics, one-star reviews. Critics, one-star reviews. As for the movie's message is considered, if only grown-ups could be more like kids... Jerry Lewis did an infinitely better job of plugging it in the 50s. Ugh. And by the way, no, don't be kids, grownups. Learn from my mistakes. It's too involved in administering its reversion fantasy to acquisition guilty yuppies to cast an eye on its own venture status. And the contradictions don't stop there. That this celebration of the Peter Pan syndrome was directed by a woman, Penny Marshall, which also adds another layer of dishonesty. It was, and you guys remember this, that, that Peter Pan thing was fucking big in late 80s, early 90s. It was, just, it was embracing your inner child. And, and those are the only one-star reviews on Rotten Tomatoes for the film Big. Two. Really? Uh, see, everyone loves it. That's Amazon, as well. Amazon five-star reviews. Amazon, 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 five-star reviews. Amazon, five-star reviews come for you. I just rented this movie last night and watched it for the first time because I have never seen it before and I always wanted to. I loved it. I think that Tom Hanks is one of my favorite actors. My only complaint about this movie is that the Lord God's name in vain was taken a lot in anger in this movie. Even the F word was used, but only one time. I especially love the part. movie. Yeah. I especially love the part in the movie when Josh is in the toy store and he is dancing on the big piano. I just wish 
that he could there could have been a sequel for those of you who have not yet seen this movie go and get it and and petition for or pension he didn't spell petition right pension for big two enjoy peter smith wait update 11 29 2015 i just bought the dvd as a gift for my sister her birthday is coming up next month and i wanted to, to buy and collect some movies to give her i know she's going to love this well, Peter, I say to you, even your hero, Joel Osteen, takes the Lord's name in vain when he says, God damn, I can't believe I got all you suckers to finance a private jet. And an arena church, too. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, wow. God. I love this show, the show, when I was a teen. I thought it would be a great movie to watch as a family with our kids ranging in ages from seven to, seven to 14. We enjoyed the show. We, we enjoyed the show, but dad had to cover the screen during one scene. I had forgotten about when Tom Hanks is getting his first feel of boobs. By the way, not topless. I am not sure why they had to ruin a perfectly good, wholesome movie with such a scene. In hindsight, I would definitely watch my teenagers and maybe tweens watch this. But I think it was a bit much for my six and eight year olds. Love Tom Hanks. Hey, reader or writer. How about ruin the movie when the woman realized she was having sex with a 13-year-old in a man's body? Have you have a problem explaining that to your kids? Or are you cool with priest intercourse as well? By the way, this is not revisionist history. This is not the three of us. And I would never describe the three of us as being woke. But this is not the three of us looking back and being like, oh, that's weird. At the time, Penny Marshall, after she finished the movie and it was clearly going to be a success, Interviewers would ask her all the time, well, would you ever consider doing this with a girl? She's like, I would never do this with a, a girl in the movie because it's a 13-year-old girl getting fucked. Like, 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 that was there, even at the beginning, the weirdness of it all. I enjoy remembering the scene in the bathroom on the morning Josh Baskin wakes up to find himself transformed from a 12-year-old boy into a man somewhere in his 30s. That scene caused a huge burst of Anyways. laughter from the theater theater goers who are in attendance. I'll never forget the hearty guffaw of one of my friends from that time. My, uh, my life utterly spontaneously when Josh, I don't know what he's saying. When Josh peeked inside his underwear in front of the bathroom mirror, I knew yeah. I, I needed to get a, my own copy of this videotape. So let me get this straight. Your buddy needs a cop. You need a copy of this film because he's checking out Hanks's package. Got it. By the way, there's one thing that they missed on. Would have been, this would have been the funniest part of the film. And I'm just going to give it to you right off the cuff. When he's walking, Walking away as a boy after being a man, he looks down his underwear and goes, oh, where did it go? That would have been, See, that been good. That I would have laughed at. Yeah. Great, great Tom oh, Hanks God. movie. We're a great Tom Hanks movie. Tom Hanks is Josh Baskin. He acts like he is a 13-year-old, and I love it. It's pretty funny and very clean. There is only one scene where Josh touches a woman's chest, but there are no sex scenes. One of the best... One of the best body spot movies, Immo. You won't be disappointed. Great acting, even though I hate Tom Hanks politics. <laughs> there it is. I know it. <laughs> Amazon one star reviews. 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 We were able to watch about 20 minutes of this movie. We then had a family emergency and returned three days later to discover that we can't finish the movie. This is not a knock against what is certainly a cute movie, but Amazon has certainly lost a rental customer. Amazon should have a disclaimer, I guess. Right, guys? So if you rent this movie 
And after the wake and burial, this will no longer be in your Amazon rental queue. <laughs> I'm just pissed off at you for reading that review. Uh, it's not even a review. It's just a complaint to Amazon. Well, the get one for this one. Not funny and disappointing. Supposed to be PG rated, but a few instances of unnecessary language and bedroom uh-huh. scenes made it uncomfortable viewing with my nine-year-old. Find something else to watch as a family. Signed, Takashi69. <laughs> it's, why are you watching any movies like this with your nine-year-old yeah, yeah. <laughs> seriously guys they're not gangbanging scenes here all right they're not curb stomping Amer- like an american history x not PG- if you're that if you're that kind of person who's yeah. that sensitive stop I mean, watching movies yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. like yeah Maybe go kill wa- yourself yeah go watch dating goliath on claymation <laughs> That's actually outlawed in the Geneva Convention. That was terrible. Not PG constant sexual innuendos, and they drop GD way too much for us to be rated PG. Not recommended for younger kids under 13. Do you get a common theme? People people don't hate the movie. They hate how they said goddamn or a titty grab over the shirt. This is a a pearl question. It's amazing it was only a PG. I will say that. Why? This is this is a bear PG. It was an F bomb. I didn't even think you could do. I thought you got one. I thought you got one. You got one. Oh, you got one. Okay. And 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 PG thirteen. No, you got one. You got one because last action hero made a joke about it, which I love that film. And I don't think it can be about fucking. Yeah. It can't be like I want to fuck you. It can be like ah fuck. Well, it's kind of like in PG thirteens, you could show tits, but it can't be sex. Right. Hence Titanic. Like well, he's that, drying her so you can get tits. Well, she saw you saw her tits anyway. All right, next. I remember remember this movie being great when I was a kid. I watched it with my kids now and they hated it. It was cheesy and boring, very slow to start, and bless Tom Hanks, but this was not his finest job. Granted, it was one of his earlier movies, but still not good. Last one. Who didn't love this movie coming up? Now that I'm grown, the story is problematic. From the character's POV, it's pretty unclear of what the full picture is happening until it's all said and done. As the viewer, it's hard to put aside the fact that even it's uh, Tom Hanks you see in front of you, and uh, a adult, it's an adult. Don't you know proper grammar? The character is you added. The character is a 13-year-old boy who crosses the line with a adult woman. Do we not know articles and how they work with verbs? With a yeah, uh, with a, with a letter starting with an oh, fucking people. Knowing we all know about the entertainment industry and it's it apostrophes dark underbelly it's not hard to believe that this was intentional (laughs) there you go Uh, had to get like a a shot at the hollywood you know underground sex whatever the hell yes it's in a pizza parlor kevin israel did bill schultz gut the sacred cow not in a timely fashion but gut it nonetheless yeah, this is this was a, this was a long one. This was a this was a marathon. Right. Right? But I got to say, I think he did. I think <gasps> yes! I think in in as much. Now, I don't want to say he destroyed it, but I want to say that he did make the case that the movie is overrated. And I think okay. we're all I'll looking back on this with, with too much nostalgia. So I think this was this was a gutting. This wasn't like a brutal. He didn't decapitate it. But the, I think the cow is dead, in my but opinion. I think Bill Schultz has found the loophole in our in our methodology, Kevin Israel. He I found did. out he, he found out that going against certain films with certain films. He knows <laughs> he knows we're going to destroy him and eviscerate him. He then has chosen his last two being Superman, an egregious piece of shit. And now big, which is neither here nor there with most with us. I guess he figured that out. 
by Hooker Crook. And, and thank you. Uh, but not, he doesn't have the balls to go against something that he thinks that we would love because he knows he'd get stonewalled like he did the previous four attempts. So, yes, I think more of the film hung itself really? on, its, on its own lack of merits. But as, uh, as the bylaws have been written, I guess this is, I guess this is a gutting. Yes! So I have two. I have two. I now have two. Yes! Congratulations. Oh, I, I Congratulations, be, Billy Schultz. You know what this is like? This is like Bill Schultz playing a game. This is like Bill Schultz is a football team. And the, the day of the game, the, court, the starting quarterback for the other team slips in the shower and twists his ankle and can't go. And he has to face the backup quarterback or even the third stringer. And then he run, and then he's you know putting up 35 points in the first half and then showboating his way to the end zone. That's what Bill Schultz has done these last two. Let films. me tell you something, Kev. I don't want your loss. <laughs> Bill Schultz, it's been... It's been a, it's been a session. It's almost been a fortnight. I've been sorry. a wrestling yeah, man. And I, I actually thought I was going to make it quick tonight. I'm sorry. But thank God. Was, thank this is God. great. I got two. I got two. I got two. You're so, you're so it is on the record. I have two. Bill Schultz. As much as you guys conspire against me, I got two. <laughs> I can't wait till Joanne pulls her hand out and goes four. Or what does she have? Four or five? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you believe me. You know she will. I, I know. Well, I know she does. Bill Schultz, where can we find you besides possibly checking into rehab sometime soon? Thanks so much, buddy. Um, I am on uh, compoundmedia.com. Uh, Morning with Bill and Joe uh, is uh, Monday through Thursday, 10 to 11 a.m. Um, I would love uh, Ke- Goatee's on next week. Yep. But I will, like, I don't think we've ever done a show where you guys are on together. I would love that. Okay. Yeah, let's make that happen. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that yeah, for, uh, let's, do that for nice. let's do that for December then. Yeah, I done done. I'll say him. Yeah, well, I'll give you dates. Done and You're done. Busier than I am, so you just gotta put mark it down. <laughs> but uh, this is a blast. Sorry, I yammered. Kevin Israel, and any more? Yeah, any less glaring out of you would be appreciated. <laughs> KevinIsrael.com. Um, you can find my dates, uh, my comedy dates coming up. And uh, more importantly, leave us a five-star rating and a review on your podcast platform of choice. As always, it helps us. It's important. It makes us happy. And isn't that what this is all about? Making a bunch of boys trapped in men's bodies happy. And since you can't do it, it. since you can't do it like (laughs) Susan did, do it by leaving us a nice, sweet review. If you can appreciate a bunch, I was just gonna say, if you can appreciate a bunch of dudes who still have a lot of their toys from the '80s in their closets still <laughs> now, you are right, Kevin Israel. Those reviews do make us smile. They have, and we've been getting a lot in the last few days. Thank you so much for being part of our little uh, our little sojourn every week. We can't thank you enough for being part of it. If you want to advertise with us, guttingthesacredcow at gmail.com, guttingthesacredcow.com, kevingotee.com for my NFL bets. Boy, last week was a heartbreaker after going nine and two the week before. I don't want to talk about it. Guttingthesacredcow.com, Kevin Israel, Kevin Goatee, Bill Schultz, we love you. Well, uh, we may see you again. We don't know. Well, we're, we're, thank you so much for having me, guys. <laughs> Sorry for blabbering, but I'll, I'll leave it with this. I actually love me. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to Kaiser Soze us. How cute. Love you guys later. Take care. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. 
Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.